don't force it have a lot of different creative outlets that look a different way and that's everything from again finding the space for the arts that you just experience whether that's music or film or tv or whatever that may be in healthy doses and then i would also encourage finding those creative things that are new that you haven't experienced before finding a way to make it so that no matter what you're doing no matter what you're creating and what you're building you are still putting as much of your authentic self as you can into it without overtaxing that. We're all kind of burdened right now, kind of struggling. Don't overload yourself because if you burn out, it's going to be harder to get it back. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. University of St. Francis Music Technology Bachelor's and Associate's Degree programs allow students to focus on the genre and specific area of the music industry that interests them. With concentrations in audio production, audio for video post-production, live sound, music business, and contemporary artist development, there's something for everyone. Here are just a few examples of students' music. Go to sf.edu to learn more. Welcome to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kibway Cooper, and I am so glad that you are here. I'm really excited about this episode. Um, we're going to be talking about some things that uh, that I think are really important. And um, our topic is is what you wish you knew about education, about higher education, about um, ways in which you can utilize your understanding of complex topics um, to better your life or your community. And um, most of these are probably going to be things that you don't get taught in school. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's so important for us to to speak on this subject of education, because a lot of us, or at least myself, I grew up thinking of education as something you receive from an institution. And as I've gotten older, I realize education has sometimes very little to do with um, your ability to be enrolled at a higher ed institution. I feel like your education is comprised of the experiences and the network that you have. And therefore, your insights on things can be absolutely incredible or terrible based off of those those qualifiers. And so um, today I have an excellent communicator who is going to be speaking to us today. Um, his name is Ben Klimmer. He is a producer and host at 89.1 WBOI. He's also a communications instructor at the University of St. Francis. Um, we actually were in school at the same time. And so I've gotten to watch his career blossom and continue to grow. Um, I'm super proud of the work that he's doing. And I'm so happy to have him on this episode with us. So Ben, what's up, man? Well, Kibway, thank you for having me on. And you have a, a platform to invite me to. So uh, right back at you on the, the watching <laughs> everything uh, that you have accomplished uh, since uh, your time and my time at uh, St. Francis. It's great to see you. 
Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I, I'm super glad you're here. We got a little bit of time to chit chat and uh, I'm going to get right into it, brother. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. So first, um, tell us a little bit about what you do um, and how uh, your education has impacted the work that you're doing now. Absolutely. I am a host and producer at 89.1 WBOI. And that job, I've used this phrase a lot, is a wonderful cross-section of two skills I have made, or rather, beyond skills, two arenas that I have spent a lot of time in and kind of lived the cross-section of them. And those are audio production and communication. And to your to a point that you were making during the introduction about the idea that there's this kind of concept of the fact that education isn't something that happens to you. If you're getting the most out of it, it's something that you have to really be proactive about. You have to seek out the building of that network. You have to figure out what skills and what areas you want to invest your time in. And given that so much of my work is either on a microphone, at a computer, editing, or using my background as well in educating and coaching, uh, usually in the area of communication. All of that is brought to bear in my work at 89.1 WBOI. I am either hosting in the evenings for all things considered. I am also the voice for a couple of our programs, WBOI Presents and the WBOI Podcast Cafe. That's usually in the context of guy who lets you know what show is coming up next and then gets out of the way <laughs> because we have a lot of really wonderful community partners who right. produce everything from panel discussions to their own podcasts uh, that you hear on those programs. I also help to produce podcasts for the station. And I don't think a lot of those last few items I mentioned would be possible if we didn't have a really solid base of student workers. And that takes the form of interns. It takes the form of production assistants and admin assistants uh, who are uh, paid through the work study program. And that was kind of a case of, because I started at the station as an intern, it was basically me going through a door and then trying my best to widen the door behind me to make it so it's an opportunity that more people have. And we have a lot of students that have a similar background to you and me in that they are currently studying audio production right. uh, in a lot of cases. And getting to mentor them, getting to work with them on a regular basis has just been an absolute joy. As far as my background and my education, when I started out, I think I would take this back to high school just because it was, again, you can see that parallel of audio production and communication. Right. In high school, I was <laughs> right. on the speech team and I was also getting interested in music and recording, I played drums and bass and was recording demos in my basement, like into garage bands and not using proper microphones and an interface, but <laughs> getting to learn how this whole editing thing works and realizing, hey, this is an interest I have, even if a lot of my education and a lot of my time at school, uh, Dwanger had two speech classes that were offered, they were electives, you didn't have to take either of them, but I made sure I took both of them uh, an intro or a regular speech class as a sophomore, usually a lot of seniors took it, or and then, and then an advanced speech class as a junior, and then had all of that experience built up. I uh, enjoyed just everything about what that extracurricular could do, because I, I would say, I'm not an extrovert. I get my energy kind of from my alone time and my just being able to Absolutely. look internally. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and so when it comes to speech and communication, when it comes to speech and communication, I'm not an extrovert. I am an introvert who's had a lot of practice. Right. And that time and development and seeking out those opportunities 
made a huge difference coming into college, even though that's when things kind of switched. Mm. I realized, oh, I want to study audio production in the music technology program at the University of St. Francis was amazing then, is amazing now, and it was a great fit uh, to come into. I started going to campus visit days, I think when I was a junior, and taking part in like the summer academies that St. Francis offered to high school students before enrolling uh, and starting there in the fall of 2013. And at that point, the two categories switched. Communication is this interest that I have, but I am now investing the time and the energy and growing in audio production. I still had communication in the background, though, for a couple of reasons. The first was after one year away from the team, the then assistant coach of the speech team at Bishop Dwanger, who's also uh, to this day a very dear friend, uh, had become the head coach. And he didn't have an assistant coach, and he reached out to me and asked if I wanted to do it after I helped to judge the, the sectional tournament that would have been in 2014. And I came on board and helped to assistant coach the team for four years and take it from this small fledgling group of maybe a little over a dozen students that yeah. is not going to be much of a factor as far as a lot of tournaments and competitions are concerned. But that was one thing I liked about speech. It always rewarded individual competition. There were individual categories that you could compete in and you could have individual success regardless of how good your team was. Right. And we then basically got enough strong students and built up a tough schedule and a lot of good just planning to create a roster, recruit well, and turn the team into a juggernaut. And I think, uh, I think, well, <laughs> were it not for COVID-19, uh, there's a, well, there is a still active streak of sectional championships going to back to, I think, 2016. The team is just, it's, it was a joy to watch it grow and to get better. I walked away from it in 2018 uh, when I knew the following fall I was going to be getting married and I was going to be dedicating more time at WBOI and just enough schedule in life, things were changing. It's like, okay, it's time to move on. But then watching the students who were still on the team and then others who came after them carry That's on, it's, it's still just yeah, a program I, I am a part of and I volunteer for and help out uh, at tournaments even just this last week. Uh, it's, it's still something that brings me great joy. That's amazing, man. That is amazing. So you not only are a product of um, being a skilled communicator and learning how to be a skilled communicator, but also of um, your experiences um, from uh, early editing, early recording um, to then training, getting training and getting more specialized understanding from the music technology department at the University of St. Francis, who is a proud sponsor of uh, the of the Empower You podcast. And so we thank them Um but you've kind of you 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 you're mixing your lived experience and your network with um, your actual skill set, and you're calling that your education. I think that is is the best um, description of what education is, and I think one of the reasons why. I believe, you know, understanding education is so important is because right now we are in an, an incredible shift in our society and in many industries where there are so many new skill sets that really have not been um, regimented. They have not been vetted. They have not been uh, really broken down into specific structures because technology has opened the floodgates and so there are so many new skill sets that are necessary so so many new job descriptions that have not even been written yet because possibilities are endless so it's like okay like what do i do about this you know 
so my one of my questions I want to ask you um, is is what is some of the what is one of the main things that you see uh, your students or the people who you coach with communication uh, or that you used to coach uh, what's one of the main things you see them tripping up on even going back to when I was a student we were kind of processing the shift in okay wait a second this isn't going to be a scenario where I am teaching this skill or this idea or trying to make it so that you know this list of things because you can go online and find the right. list of things mm-hmm. and, and that was also coming from a fairly young teacher <laughs> at that time which makes sense seeing that just the way that the ground was shifting and you have in so many ways now the challenge is really disseminating information and being able to figure out what the right sources are, what the best places of information are going to be. And obviously I come into this with a massive NPR bias, uh, but in, when it comes to knowing the best sources to pull from and having that well-rounded education, that's something I would encourage. And this is something that kind of goes back to that idea of you've got to seek out and have those and you've got to go to those opportunities you can't wait for those opportunities to come to you because otherwise you're very much a product of your environment and your circumstances and and that's and also one's ability to change that and influence i mean i i have to also understand like i had a privilege of coming up through catholic private schools <laughs> for much of my upbringing all the way <laughs> right, from grade right. school high school and then uh, even and then continuing the journey of catholic education at the university of st francis and i did everything i could and i had i'm the product of parents who very much wanted to raise independent independent critical thinkers and that made it so even as there were a lot of ideas and that looking back on it could have very much caused me to come out of things with a different worldview it was going through and thinking critically and knowing to go okay hold on a minute let's check what we just heard or what we just said against sources that we trust and against other ideas and having basically being able to the phrase do your own research has a really negative connotation right now but if you know (laughs) right but if you know where to look if you are actively seeking if you were going into it, I guess I would say with, I'm trying to think of the way I want to phrase this. If you're going into it in good faith, if you are genuinely trying to improve yourself in the world around you, then pulling from a range of sources and ideas and viewpoints is only going to make you a better human being. Right. And that's something that I don't think, that's something I think any student and anyone at any level should be doing more of. Absolutely. And as you are growing and developing, when you seek out those different ideas and those vo- and those viewpoints that are different from yours, you're going to be better be able to navigate any and all situations. And when I was coming up through that background in, in speech and communication and thinking critically, it was very much something that made it so and this is something that speech made it very hard for me to turn off as i'm listening to something that is being told to me or as i'm processing something i am dissecting it i am thinking about every argument every case that is being built the information that is being thrown at me and at least in the case of 
competitive speech and debate, I am dissecting it with the intention of then responding and tearing it to shreds, <laughs> depending on who's saying it in the context. <laughs> and, but that can be turned on its head and that can be used for good. And that can be used to build up your community and those around you because you can dissect, hey, here's a flaw here. Here's an argument that doesn't hold water here. Here's an idea that we might want to check against a few other sources and make sure right. that we've got right and find some proper support. And the ideas and the processes that you use to deconstruct can be used to build better. Yeah. And can be used to make it so that people who and make it so that people who overlap with you come away better. And that was something that uh, who's actually uh, another local podcaster and creator, uh, Sarah Fiedelholtz, when she talked to me for her program and good company, I couldn't think of the right best way to phrase it. And she just summed up what I try to do is making an impact. Let's go to a place and leave it better than we found it. I think that's why I still enjoy talking so much about uh, speech team stuff and why I enjoy talking about working with students uh, at WBOI. It's a program that is growing and building and we're always looking to get better. That's amazing. And, and it sounds to me, you know, and I might be paraphrasing, but you, it sounds to me like you're saying the ability to truly um, disseminate or to evaluate what is good information and what is not is a skill set or a, a, a critical thinking muscle that you have to build in order to truly gain education about a topic or about an industry because the list is all out on Google. But understanding the theory and the practice of how to properly use whatever it is that you found on Google um is is that's where the education comes in it's not about just going to get a list of things it's about learning how to properly apply the knowledge and the excess of information that is out there to reach a specific end does that make sense yeah absolutely one way to think about it because in so many ways especially in the internet age that took away a lot of barriers like one thing i know we hear a lot about podcasting yeah is the barrier to entry is extremely low yeah and with that with that access comes the fact that you then need to be able to figure out okay what is the actual where's the nutrition coming from because everything looks and sounds the same potentially if everyone has similar toolkits similar access if trends that take off and blow up in different places are repeated and it just becomes this feedback loop you still need to be able to figure out okay this is and even if it is coming to you via a social media application like instagram or tiktok that sounded that was a very old man way to say that <laughs> even if it is coming to you from an app like instagram or tiktok you still need to be able to figure out okay this is a piece of information that is coming from a source that is putting in the time and the energy and has the background and the expertise and the resources necessary to check facts, to make sure that they are putting the best possible information forward. And also to have just a little bit of humility yeah. goes a long way. Yeah. And being willing to say, hey, we got this wrong. Here's the correct version. Right. And own up to the mistake because I, I one thing that I do always appreciate about NPR is if they do make a, an error or a fact check, they usually try to present it in the same spot that the original error was made. If it's in a web story, they'll usually say a previous version of this story incorrectly stated 
here's what was wrong and here's the update to make it right yeah that's 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 really there's a lot of things you said there um that i think are really important it's it's you know information is abundant right now and so understanding that there are so many sources you know it doesn't mean that you still shouldn't apply the same standard to the information that you get right so you should still be looking for reputable sources however understand that all of those are going to be in sound bites now all of those are going to be in small increments now which can lead you towards more uh more information or helpful information later um but that again it comes back to your ability to evaluate information uh and your ability to vet your own sources um and so through your background of, of communicating which education is the process of communicating a way of thinking a way of solving a problem a way of uh living a life or 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 occupying a certain faith however you want to do it you have to communicate any of these concepts effectively in order to properly educate someone and so it's not again i feel like the lived experience you know is always going to provide the context that makes whatever you learn in an institution tangible right Mm -hmm. um and so because you've worked with students on a high school level and now you work with students on a college level are, are you seeing the same type of errors that they're making in the way that they evaluate information the way that they communicate uh what are you seeing as an instructor as a coach uh what are you seeing that you feel like just could be either better or that they're not noticing they have a skill for i think i do go back to that i go back to that idea of making a proactive effort to make it so that you are no longer a product of your upbringing and your circumstances mm. and i can always appreciate in whether it was at the high school level with speech team or whether it's in being an instructor of communication at the college level, seeing a student's worldview open up and realize, oh, that is a perspective I haven't heard before. Uh, and just having these ideas that that come to them. And granted, I started I started teaching the communication class at St. Francis to COM 121, the, 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 the fundamentals of public communication or the basic speech class. I started doing that in the spring of 2021. And at that point, uh, everyone in the classroom is masked and we're less than a year removed from uh, racial justice protests in the aftermath of George Floyd. And I'm looking at that room and teaching my first class and just thinking as many different perspectives and ideas as I can show these students, the better. And I am pulling TED Talks from people from all over the world. I am trying to find uh, resources that they might be familiar with. I usually, I took a cue from our uh, music tech professors and any students that come into my classroom when they get there I am blasting music it's like I'm not a music tech professor I don't care we need to set the vibe the right way and I realized through doing that just how many of my students were not familiar I realized just how many of my students were not familiar with uh with Hamilton oh, wow. a couple songs that got played and I was like oh you're this is this is new to you and then later on in the semester when we got to special occasion speaking 
I queued up the commencement or the, uh, yeah, I queued up the commencement address given at Brown University by Davi Diggs. And just watching students' eyes just widen as he is simultaneously just telling amazing stories, speaking from his own life experience, while also rapping and speaking poetry and just giving an amazing speech. And I'm just watching the students and I'm so pleased that it's like, I'm so glad that you are hearing this <laughs> for the first time. This yeah. is someone you need to hear from. And that happened again earlier in the semester because I tried to kind of showcase the idea of communication is something you are going to use your entire life. And I, in addition to showing a lot of speeches from like TED Talks and different things, I also will pull from real life examples and movies. And in the first full week of the class, I showed the final debate between Harvard University and Wiley College in the movie, The Great Debaters. Right. And uh, which also, and I can geek out with them a little bit and help them make connections. Cause it's like, for those of you that are fans of so many superhero movies, here we have Journey Smollett, who many of us might know as Black Canary. I think she was also in the show Lovecraft and she was also in the show Lovecraft Country. And then we also have Denzel Whitaker, who played the younger version of Forrest Whitaker's character in Black Panther. And we have both of them much younger back in 2007 in a film that is perfect, in a scene of that film that is perfect for teaching introductions to speeches. Mm -hmm. Because I can then ask my students the question, tell me an example of a speech introduction from your textbook that you saw, that you saw in that scene. And the thing that I love about asking them that question is there's not a wrong answer because every single example in our text is in that scene. It is a wonderful tool to, again, simultaneously showcase the, this kind of gets back to that idea of it all can look the same. We're talking about the delivery system and the method and the way that they're speaking, but also you have to consider the arguments and the fact that it's also a very deep and emotional scene as they are talking about civil disobedience as a weapon of war, which is quite relevant and remains relevant yeah. and that's a message that i i'm very glad we get to on the second day yeah. <laughs> of my class and then on the third day i try to show again speech is relevant for your entire life and we watch the jimmy v speech uh jim volvano the legendary nc state coach uh, from 1983 nc state team that i think had to win nine consecutive win or go home games to win win the ncaa tournament and that team and volvano uh, achieved legendary status as a result of that. And then a decade later, he's diagnosed with cancer and knew he didn't have a lot of time left and delivers an incredibly passionate speech at the ESPYs that would go down in history and also lead to the creation of the, the V Foundation, which to this day has raised millions of dollars for cancer research. And so you have an incredible coach, an incredible leader, and someone who is doing the very best they can with the tools they have left. And it just, there's a lot of emotion and powerful ideas in both of those speeches from those two classes. But then again, I'm watching the room and seeing that opening up of experience. And I have student athletes in my speech class and realizing, oh my word, is this the first time you are hearing of Jim Valvano and you're interested in maybe someday getting into coaching? I am so glad this happened. Right. <laughs> and having that just opening up of experiences and sharing, like going back to when I was competing in speech, the first thing we always talked about in the event I competed in and discussion was just, we got to go over definitions and we got to go over history. 
and we kind of have to agree on those two fundamental things or the conversation we're going to have is not going to yeah. work. <laughs> right. And going through here are some basic terms and some ideas and some things that we're going to build on. We're laying the foundation. And here's some history of this issue or this idea that we're discussing that is incredibly important to understand for how we move forward. Yeah. And, and, and it sounds to me like perspective is the thing that's missing, no matter, you know, whether you're in high school or you're going into college now, or maybe, you know, you're in a job and you're working and you're thinking about a career change. COVID's got you thinking about doing so many different things or starting your own business or whatever. Um, I think that is really a powerful tool to educate yourself with is perspective. Um, and it sounds like that's what you're trying to constantly give to your students is one um, perspective in the guise of communication and how your ability to communicate impacts you socially, economically, uh, um, your community, uh, the way that you show up for yourself in your employment. Uh, it's just your ability to, uh, one, analyze and critically think through the information that you're given so you can apply it correctly. And then two, to gather as many unique perspectives as you can so that you can be a well-rounded individual and therefore use your communication skills effectively rather than uh, abusively. Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. I want to take a second and tell you about a service I've been using that has literally changed my life. Akita Ricks, the founder of SawyerScore.com, helped me erase negative items on my credit score, provided me a clear path to improving my credit, and raised my score by 100 points in the first 90 days. Like, whoa. The best part about all of this is all I had to do was follow instructions. Now, if you're like me and you need a credit bestie, you need to click the link below and schedule your absolutely free discovery call today. Tell them Kidboy sent you. The other just significant pieces of advice that I would give anybody in their education experience is, first off, if you reach a scenario where you realize, hey, I don't like this direction that I'm going, don't panic mm. and realize that there might be another route to go. And I, right. you and I talked a little bit uh, before we got on the mics. Uh, I had a couple friends who both, like within a year of each other, realized they needed to go in a different direction in their college experience. One of them was changing majors. The other one was transferring schools, going in a completely different direction in life. And for both of them, I gave the same advice, study communication, because you will be able to apply it to so many fields and areas that will come back to help you out. And they're both, even during COVID, working full-time jobs that they enjoy. And that is a luxury that a lot of people yeah. <laughs> likely do not have as we are continuing to struggle through this and everyone's jobs and their work looks different. We've all had to pivot and change up the way that we do things to yeah. continue uh, to serve. And it's thankfully like when I think about audio production and again, working with students, like especially when we're creating things like podcasts and, and different pieces, there's almost always a proof of concept of, Hey, when you're done, it should sound yeah. like this. This is the target you are aiming for. And I, uh, to continue to reference uh, people from our, our time at St. Francis. Uh, and I feel like I quote Jane Martin, like on every one in every three podcasts I'm on. Uh -huh. but I, I She's my, incredible. Yes, she is. And I do my best to live by so many of the different pieces of advice I've heard from her over the years. One very simple one is just what it is, tells you how to make it. So there might be a case of, okay, this is an example of one thing you could do. But based on the idea that you have, maybe you need to change it to look like this. And you're thinking about, what is the end goal that you're shooting for? And you're kind of investing in your future. You're looking ahead and saying, okay, if I want it to look like this, well, what are the steps that are going to get me there? And there was a time in my life where I think I've told this story.
story on, on uh, well, it's, it's been a while <laughs> since I've told this on a podcast or in a, any kind of a, a, floor, a forum or platform, uh, where I was at that time still coaching at Dwyer. I was also a part-time retail store sales associate over at Sweetwater, or sales engineer over at oh, Sweetwater. Oh, wow. Which I had gotten into after junior year at St. Francis because I had just finished Audio 4, and I'm realizing my gear knowledge is never going to be higher. <laughs> Let's take this test now and get our foot in the door. And I had reached out to them about an internship, and the HR rep I was in communication with uh, said, well, all of our internship positions in the store are full, but if you're interested in a part-time job, we you'd probably have a good chance of getting through the hiring process, and who's going to say no to that? So that got my foot in the door over there but I still needed an internship. That internship ended up being at 89.1 WBOI. So we get to the end of my senior year and I'm still trying to figure out what direction are we going here? And I talked with Jane and her advice was go with the job that gives you the future you want. And there was a lot that I loved about working in the retail store at Sweetwater. I loved the community of the sale engineers that I worked with, many of whom are friends to this day. But I looked at where I was at and I thought to myself, I really want to see where this radio road leads to. And one of our uh, professors, Mark Everett's at St. Francis, had also like been talking to me about NPR like since I was a sophomore and I was showing <laughs> interest in voiceover and audio yeah. for video. And his sense that it would be a good fit was correct. And it's it was something that had been in the background that suddenly came at me and kind of hit me full in the face. And I started there as I was ending my senior year of college and again i feel like at that point it's like if you feel like you don't have it figured out as a freshman in college if you are graduation is approaching and you don't know what's coming been there yeah <laughs> and if you lean into the areas that you your areas of interest the things that you love doing that's that's an inclination that's not going to lead you astray very often. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, and, and I love the way that you're you're tying all of these things back because it sounds to me like the main things you need to understand about education, whether you are coming out of high school, going into to, to, to college, uh, whether you are considering uh, um, changing the direction of your existing education or maybe even your occupation and you think that may require more school is three things one is learning to evaluate the information that you're given um two is is, is gathering as many unique perspectives to make that information that you're getting makes sense for your particular application and three learning to communicate yourself and what you desire effectively so that you can have a foot in the door in whatever field that you're looking for because communication is life and so the more you can communicate your your ability to uh to to properly uh, evaluate information to properly uh, assess the perspectives that are being given or presented to you uh, and then to properly communicate your own value to the organization to whatever relationship you're building to your instructors um, that paves the path for you it's not so much about what the instructor teaches you it's about the internal metrics that you put it all through. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And because for every instructor that you've had, if you're then turning around and trying to teach someone else, a little bit of that is going to come out. Right. <laughs> or a lot of it is going to come out if you're quoting them verbatim. And I 
One other piece of advice from Jane that I got as a junior that I very much needed to hear at the time was, and I think the way she put it was, you should try to get the word perfect out of your vocabulary. Mm. And that was something where... That's great. Yeah, because I, I where my head was at at that time, and this was in some ways important, but in other ways unhealthy, <laughs> I was basically of the mindset that anything that was going to go out from the creative space that had my name attached to it needed to be as perfect as it could possibly be. Right. And that was a recipe for one, <laughs> uh, making me a very tired and miserable human. Mm. And it also made me harder to collaborate with. Yeah. Because if I thought someone else's contributions to a collaboration should be stronger, I did not hesitate to let them know. Yeah. And even if you're doing that one-on-one -on -one or in a private space, you still need to correct with kindness yeah and coach and build people up and be helpful when you're going through and saying hey this is something that you need to work on and also and also self-reflect it's like hey here are the areas that the audio could be better but this is as good as it's going to be with the time that i have to do this project Correct. within a healthy set of <laughs> right. within a healthy set of scheduling and boundaries and and this is a um i mean it's, it's great that you say that um i've got one more question, and mm. then we're going to do a thought exercise. Okay. So I'm just uh, I'm just putting that on your radar. But I want to say this. This is something I said to a really good friend of mine. Um, I said, what if your 100% only keeps moving further away from you? What if the closer you get to your 100%, the farther it moves away? Imagine like a dog or something with a carrot dangling from it. And so the closer it gets, the farther it gets away. But the dog itself is covering massive amounts of ground. What if the audience or the people who you are trying to show your 100% don't know that you're chasing 100%? Hmm. What if they're just watching you cover lots and lots of ground? They don't know the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More times than not, as perfectionists, as artists, as producers, you know, we have a high standard for ourselves and we convince ourselves that everyone can see what we don't want them to see. Mm -hmm. And I think that is interesting. I think that's a, a vehicle for imposter syndrome because nobody knows that you, you know, are, are, are trying to be all of these things. And I say this in regards to education as well. Mm -hmm. You're going into school, understand that you're going into this to better yourself by bettering yourself and applying the principles that, that Ben has just told us about. You're able to establish what a true 100% is for you. And then you just keep moving towards it. It doesn't become a destination. Going to school is not a destination. Getting a degree is not a destination. It really just implies that you have the ability to discern information, the ability to gather perspectives, to utilize that information properly. And it, 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 it 
implies that you have the skills necessary to articulate your particular set of values, passion, or your career choice, your 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 mission in life. And so um, that's again, you know, this is why it's so important. I think that we talk about our education. I think a lot of young people right now, um, and, and even other people as well, who are just in varying statuses in life right now due to COVID and so many other things, we're trying to figure out what the best step is. And I think it's so great what you have said, you know, about utilizing properly utilizing information, properly gathering perspectives, and then properly communicating all of those as the bow to put it all on in in place. May I build on that a little bit? Yeah. The idea that you just brought up, uh, imposter syndrome, uh, we should include, or I'll say it and you can include whether you're not you want to. We're recording two things on the same day because you also came on the Storytelling Breakdown podcast, which I have been uh, hosting and producing uh, since 2020. And we talked about uh, the movie One Night in Miami and the idea of imposter syndrome and the idea of the gap. That for many of us who are in a certain uh, field or are practicing a certain art form, we usually are in this place where because we know what we know about the field, we see other people that are masters of the craft and we know why they are and what they are doing because we have better taste than the average lay person right. because we understand that field. But then we ourselves, we're hard on ourselves because we're not there. We want to be and we see that's that is as the goal and we feel like we're not progressing fast enough and we're not able to reach yeah. that goal that you were just as you were just kind of describing there. And the thing that... I want to make sure I kind of tie this up better. (laughs) Like when it comes to the things that you create and being a creator and someone who does a certain job really well. And this is why I have found in any arts field or probably in any field at all, the idea of communication is so important because so often this is especially true of audio production if you did your job well, it's going to be things that people don't notice, mm-hmm. not things that they do. You mm-hmm. did a good job editing, and that piece is Oof. going to sound flawless, and you know how many cuts it took to make it sound flawless. Or or any job that you do where someone else gets the benefit of things just happen. No, things did not just happen. Someone with a particular skill set and knowledge of a thing did something behind the scenes and then the finished product appeared. Yeah. And there's a lot of time and effort and energy and work that goes into that. And communication helps you articulate, hey, I know how to do these things. These processes are what create these results. And I am worth this because I can do all of this and you won't even notice. And that goes a long way to making it so you know what you're worth because as artists we can often be really bad (laughs) at judging what our time is worth and what we have to put in for a project we can kind of undersell ourselves yeah but that i I keep coming back to that idea of the proactivity and the getting out what you put in because i'm now as we've been talking i'm recalling uh, a friend that i graduated with who was in a different arts field at the time was kind of frustrated i remember in in a conversation because she was she put in so much time and effort into her work. Like the, the finished product, there were nuances and things about it that again, I'm a layperson. I'm outside of her field. I'm not going to understand. 
but I saw how much she put into it and how much of herself went into her work and how much energy and time to make things. And again, this is kind of getting that <laughs> where we're getting close to that unhealthy definition of perfect, but yeah. she was getting so close to perfection with her work. And she found it frustrating that it, when she would be looking for a job or going out into the field, like someone else in the same graduating class who's getting the same degree from the same institution, the fact that their credentials would be the same. And uh, I remember a professor made the, said to her, no, they're not. Because of the time and the energy that you have put in and the work that you have done, uh, and as Mark would say, those 10,000 hours <laughs> that you logged and build towards to get better and become a master at your craft, it's going to show. There's going to be a significant difference when you are a job candidate and this other person is also trying to get a job. The time and the effort that you've put in is going to pay off, but also you're going to be interviewed. <laughs> so the communication side of it is definitely going to play in and everything from job interviews to just daily interactions to managing a team. There are so many ways in which effective communication makes or breaks an organization. It really does. Mm. That is so, so strong, man. You gave us a lot of really great things to think about. Thank you so much, Ben, for being here. Um, I'm going to ask you one more thing and uh, then then we'll wrap this up. So in every episode, at the end of the episode, uh, we do what are called thought exercises. And these are provided by our guests. And it's just something personally that you do that helps you overcome um, or helps you get out of a rut, let's say. Um, it's something actionable that our listeners can do right away um, so that they can start to move the needle a little bit in their own personal process. We've had a lot of incredible thought exercises and these are deeply personal. And so please don't feel like you gotta be something. We just wanna know from you, you know, what, what thought exercise would you give uh, myself and then all the other listeners of Empower You Podcast. You and I both have backgrounds in music tech. So one thing that immediately comes to mind is find a space for music in your life. And when you listen and what you listen to, uh, when it comes to especially getting through things, uh, I told a friend of mine a few couple of days ago, I just said, yeah, spring into summer of 2020, I think I squeezed every endorphin I could possibly get out of U2's beautiful day. <laughs> and just having that as my okay, we're still going here, uh, even as uh, there are some things about daily life that are definitely a struggle that didn't used to be. And I would just give, I would recommend giving grace and space for yourself, especially as again, we're just, a, we're still, we are still adjusting in so many ways to the way our lives look and during the pandemic. And that was one thing I think a lot of creatives we had to adjust to because the creative energy and the energy reserves that we usually had to be, that we usually had to tap into were being drained faster than we realized. And we didn't have as much energy and reserve as we did under normal circumstances because we were all kind of going through this anxiety slow burn. <laughs> and when that is happening, I would encourage don't force it. Have a lot of different creative outlets that look a different way. And that's everything from, again, finding the space for the arts that you just experienced, whether that's music or film or TV or whatever that may be in healthy doses. And then I would also encourage finding those creative things that are new that you haven't experienced before. One thing that I learned to do 
during the pandemic as I've taught myself how to DM fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> which is complicated, but is a lot of fun once you understand some of the nuances of the game. And I'm a huge tabletop gamer, so it's something that kind of felt like, hey, this is something that will come in handy. And I have a lot of friends that I play with now, uh, of course, virtually or safely and however we can can manage to do it uh, in the current environment. It, but it's one of those things where, hey, this gets the creative energies flowing in a way that makes other elements a lot easier. And finding a way to make it so that no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're creating and what you're building, you are still putting as much of your authentic self as you can into it without overtaxing that. Yeah. Because we're all kind of burdened right now, kind of struggling. And don't overload yourself because if you burn out, it's going to be harder to get it back. Wow, that's great. Find space for music and give yourself grace. Teach yourself something new, something that just you just like to do. That's awesome, man. Thank you so, so much for uh, sharing with us on Empower You Podcast. Um, before we wrap it up, how can our listeners get in touch with you? How can they engage in any of the shows and podcasts that you work on? Um, and how can they reach out and say thank you? Let's uh, split this into a couple of different categories. Uh, as far as reaching out to me uh, through WBOI, uh, I I always enjoy hearing from uh, folks in the community and community partners. Uh, I can be reached uh, bclemmer at wboi.org uh, is my work address. Uh, if you want to reach out and share ideas and talk podcasts, that's a conversation I always am thrilled to have. Uh, when it comes to the personal production end of things and uh, podcast projects like the Storytelling Breakdown podcast, which uh, my friend uh, Caleb Meyer and I uh, created in 2020, and I uh, we now host with a team that includes uh, our friends Steven Stahovsky and John Dawkins, uh, Ella Abbott, and others. Uh, feel free to reach out uh, via the the socials and connections for the Storytelling Breakdown podcast. And of course, putting in the the shameless plug, we've tried to cover a lot of different pop culture territory. So I threw in little nods to pop culture here or there with references to Black Panther and Lovecraft Country and uh, was it Harley or Birds of Prey. Uh, so if you would. There's a wide range of pop culture content to choose from there. I would obviously encourage people to check it out. I think it'll be something you'll enjoy. Awesome. Thank you so much. You guys, make sure you follow um, Ben Klimmer. Uh, you can find all of this information in the show notes. In fact, while you are listening, go ahead and uh, hit five stars on your review and leave a thank you in the comments. Say thank you, Ben. We appreciate it. Thank you again, man. I really, really appreciate you being here. Um, and that thought exercise was amazing. Finding time for music, giving yourself grace, and just teaching yourself something fun. I just, uh, the, we can't stress enough the 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 mental health um, awareness that we need to have if we're going to continue to be and grow as a society. And so I think your thought exercise is right on point. So thank you so, so, so much for that. To all of you guys who are listening, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I truly appreciate all of your support. Make sure you go like um, and share the Empower You Podcast Facebook page, Instagram page. Um, we want to reach as many people with good news as possible, with empowerment as possible. So you are an integral part in all of that. I can't wait to speak to you again in another episode. But for now, peace.
Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.